Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. Hey, Dana, have you met anybody interesting recently? Yeah. I mean, like somebody that like from a business standpoint, do you do networking these days? I don't I like, is that something you do? No, I don't either. I didn't. Someone asked me for my business card a couple of weeks ago and I just looked and said, I don't carry a business card. Well, see, my answer for years, I used to have business cards, but I would always say like, I'm in, I'm in marketing. I'm a marketing guy. I don't carry business cards. (laughs) I say, I don't, I work virtually with people all over the world. I don't work with anybody here. Yeah. I actually do have a fantastic reason why to not carry business cards. Why? Well, I'll tell you in a little bit because it it actually fits right in with part of our strategy here for today. But uh, don't just take that advice as gospel yet. Actually, David, I have met people recently, lots of people but not face-to-face. Oh, okay. So if you, you if you say every time someone subscribes to my newsletter at DanaRayburn.com, they get automated emails, personal emails from me yeah. about it. Yeah. And then I ask them to respond to me and tell me what they need to know about ADHD, and I always write them back. Yeah. And so I have been, yes, I meet many people yeah. a week. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. A lot of your networking is, is online. And actually, the truth is right now, even even though the pandemic is different now than it was in 2020 and 2021, we still, a lot of our lives are virtual now in ways that they were never virtual before. So networking is a yes. different thing now in, in many yes. ways. Yeah. But so um, my network has always been virtual because I live in the back of beyond and I work with people from everywhere. Yeah. That is true. And that's yeah. another reason why I often just wasn't in the habit of carrying business cards because same, like I've worked with clients all over the world for 20 years that I I, yeah. I rarely have a reason why I need to be in the same room. Rarely. Yeah. yeah. When I go to conferences and things, that's when different. that starts happening again, then I've got the stack of business cards. However, it's different. Yeah. I'm looking forward to talking about this. Okay, David, take it away because you're kind of the lead on some of this yeah all right now where did this come from uh i say take it away and then i step in and start talking i wasn't going to point that out but go ahead you 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 gotta love me don't you just gotta love me? i do love you absolutely (laughs) okay so where did this come from um a woman named kate who was a member of the success club asked me to talk about adhd friendly ways to manage networking she's got a new a new job, a new gig, and there's lots of people to meet, and she wants to be on top of it all now more than she had to be before. So she said, huh, how do, you know, what do I do? I meet someone, what do I do? How do I remember to follow up? That's where it came from. It's awesome. And we are something like three times more likely than the average adult to own a business (laughs) if we have ADHD. And so... If you own a business, you know, I would imagine sales and marketing and, you know, revenue, things like, you know, keeping the lights on, those are important, right? 
So networking is one of the tools. It's not always right for every industry, but but networking can be important there. If you're in sales, obviously it's important. If you, we actually, I I, I have often thought that someone with ADHD. If, if they're interested and if they're extroverted enough or if they can at least pretend to be extroverted enough, we make fantastic networking people for, for oh, yeah. you know, for relationships. I mean, sometimes I, I had a client that had a, a full time person that they, they called him the ambassador and that was his job. He went to every networking thing in three counties and and just shook hands and worked and, and worked crowds and did all this stuff. And but, you know, he was likely someone with ADHD. And guess what he was terrible at, Dana? The follow-up, David. The Why would you say that without even having to think about it? Well, because <laughs> I've been around the block a time or two with this. Hey, yeah. Dr. Johnson? Yes, ma'am. Did did we even say what we're doing today? Episode well, I think, I 107 think, yeah, of I'm the hoping. Kicks and ADHD podcast? People may have figured it out by now, but yeah, no, 107. Networking like a pro. Networking like a pro, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good call, Dana. I'm glad. Do you have a checklist somewhere for us to make sure we mention that? <laughs> no, I just think thinking that was a mental checklist. Yes. Hey, I want to throw something in here, too, because we're talking a lot about business here. Last week, when we were talking about reminders, you were talking about how you remembered important things for people mm. and to give gifts and things like that. A lot of that is social. It's true. And so even if you're not in, don't need to remember things for your work world will you do i've been thinking a lot of what we're talking about today can also apply to our friends oh it's so true i'm glad that you said this because when you think about networking for a business like let's say you go to a mixer or a or you mentioned conferences right where you where you have a business purpose you know you're building and nurturing relationships that's all it is yes right yes and sometimes, well, we obviously have to nurture the relationships in our lives that matter, right? And sometimes we need to create new relationships in our lives for various reasons, friendships yes. or other other kinds. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of what we're talking about actually really does apply 100% to yeah. kind of non-business kinds yeah. of things. Yeah, Because always having the other people remember to reach out to you can get old quickly for them. And they think you don't care and they don't realize, oh, that person's got ADHD and they're never going to remember to reach out to me because they just forgot. Yeah. And you don't want to inadvertently communicate to someone their value through your lack of follow up. Yes. Or lack of remembering remembering important stuff or whatever. So so that's important. And it's funny that you've mentioned this, too, because I actually had a conversation with a good friend of mine a few days ago who was filling me in on this like sort of social community that he's recently in the last. Well, over the span of a year or two, he's gotten more involved in. But but now things are happening. There are more face to face things happening. And he was having this problem where he was like meeting people and, and nobody had a way to follow up with each other. So he went to one of my favorite online business card producers and designed some cards and just carries them around. And they're very much like the old school calling card, you know, that preceded the business card that we know of today. And, uh, and, and he's, he's handing them out and guess what? He looks like somebody who's on his game as a result of just thinking about printing a, a card, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's the size yeah. and shape of a business card, but it's not a business card. It's just a personal, Hey, I'm glad we connected kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. 
We met a guy hiking the other day that was a ham radio guy and Scott and I are ham radio guy get guys. I people. never knew you were a ham radio person. I am well, I'm pretty bad at it, but I it's fun. You're so and nerdy. it's part of our emergency. Oh, right. And especially where you are out in the boonies, you know, it's good. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, he we were way out in the boonies and we were talking to ham radio stuff and he pulls out this card with his call sign and his website and all this stuff on it. That's such a ham radio thing to do to have your call sign on a card. I love that. Yeah, I know. But what I like about it, too, my call sign. Oh, okay. What I like about it too, though, is that you don't, you, you know, in, in, like my friend, right? You, 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 you may be in a setting where it's not normal, and it makes you stand out if you've thought yeah. ahead about forging and creating relationships. So that's cool. Yeah. You know, the most anyway, incredible thing well, that I'm someone sorry. ever did with me. This is a social thing, but it's also business. Uh, I someone asked me for my card, and a few minutes later gave it back. And I was like, well, why did they do that? You know, and I thought, well, maybe they took a picture or whatever. Nope. They wrote their number on their, on my card and gave it back to me. And you know, that is something I've never forgotten. And I also have never lost that card. Really? Cause I would have not remembered that. I, uh, I'm famous for coming home from a conference. Well, not famous, famous to me for coming home from a conference or something. And you've got all these cards with all this stuff written on them. And I just, a never, never, never work. seen or heard from again. And you know what? That's what we're going to talk about. That's one of the big things yep. we're going to talk about. Exactly. Don't be that person. Exactly. Yep, yep. And that leads me into this, David, that we have to make networking like a pro be ADHD friendly. It's true. we got to approach this realistically. Yeah. So if you're out there at a mixer, a networking conference, something like that, thinking you're going to get in touch with everybody you meet, it's probably not realistic. So I think we've got to work on quality, not quantity. At least to start and while you're building the systems. That's true. That's absolutely true. Um, and also, it is easy at networking kind of situations to misjudge the value of a relationship early on. So when you do get the systems in place, my recommendation is once they're automated, which is a big piece of, of the way I like to approach this, um, you know, go ahead and follow up with everybody because they're not going to all respond. And, yeah. Uh, don't you think it's interesting, Dana, when you do hear from someone after a networking event and they contact you proactively? It's always it, to me. It's always the exception. I feel like everybody gets the stack of cards and goes home and doesn't do anything with them. it. It is the exception, and I have a, a thing against when it's just this obvious um, canned letter hire me sort of a thing. Sure. Which often happens. Yep. I think people could be a lot more graceful and wise and realize the value is building the relationship and not making money. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Um, and so shall we dive in and talk about, about Let's dive. some Let's of this dive. stuff? Yeah. Dive, okay, David, cool. dive. So I think when I think about, um, about follow-up, it's, it's, that is really the differentiator between people who are great at networking and people who are not great. Because, you know, you can get all kinds of training about introducing yourself and standing out and shaking hands or looking people in the eye. There's all sorts of things you can do to stand out when you're face to face. But at the end of the day, if you do all of that and you don't follow up, it isn't really worth much. 
You may have made an exactly. impression, but it falls, but it falls aside. And so, exactly. you know, since follow-up is so important, I always, you know, it's always amusing to me. So like for those of us with ADHD, right, you know, what could possibly go wrong if the key oh. is in the follow-up, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's what could possibly go wrong. Yeah. Or the old business cliche, right? The fortune is in the follow-up. Yeah. And that is true. It is. Um, but if, if you, if you've taken the time to invest in meeting people and making connections, whether it's business-wise or socially or personally or whatever, it doesn't really matter. If if you've made that investment, what is it really worth? What is that investment? Why bother making that investment if you aren't going to follow up, right? There's no value. You're wasting time, really, and energy overall. And so when, when it comes to business, networking is usually about sales and revenue, right? And yes. that makes it valuable. And since it's valuable, it's important. And so my fundamental philosophy, Danny, you've heard me say this, for years probably automate the important yes if it's yes. important automate it but i also want to take that idea that networking is almost always about sales and revenue to expand it a little bit because like for me a lot of it is helping more people sure and and i may make some money out of that but there's like with the podcast we do a lot of stuff for free that it's it's not a direct connection to sales and revenue. So I think if you take it as it's just about sales and revenue and not about building a relationship, that's when you can come across with the canned, you know, oh, I met you, shook your hand once, now hire me. Yeah. And you're a hundred percent right. So I, I only bring up the sales and revenue side of it because I, I feel like we have to have leverage in our own minds to say it's worth investing in automating it. It's yes. worth investing in doing a good job with it. Um, but yes, if you are only, this is a fundamental basic of networking, right? If you're only there to get something and not to get, give anything, then yeah, people see right through that and they know it right away, you know, and, and you're not going to be successful, you know, nobody, nobody wants to be in a relationship with somebody that's only there to get something. Yeah. It's and you not. know, I mean, when we, I used to be in the Chamber of Commerce, you know, the people that are only there trying to sell stuff. Oh, that's so true. You, you avoid them. Yeah, you, you do. You do. You smell them a mile away. Yeah. So let's add a layer to that then. Okay. It's not just that the networking and the sales and the revenue are important, but adding value to people's lives that you meet is also important. So automate yes. that, right? Yeah. To the degree yeah. that you can. You know, you can't, you can't just blanketly automate adding value, but there are ways that you can ensure that it happens and that you can automate even the reminders about it, which goes yes. back to what we talked about last week. Yes. So, and um, that, and mm. so, let me interrupt you really fast. Please. So that's what what happens with my newsletters. People sign up for the newsletter. They get most of the things they get are information, articles, and things every week. And then when we're launching the Success Club, then they start to get um, promo codes and things, so a way that they can get more help for less money. Right. Which is another okay. reason why you would do well as a listener to go to DanaRayburn.com and sign up. Because not only is Dana going to invest in you, she's going to send you valuable stuff. But but also you'll have opportunities like that where you can get some things um, that that are not just content showing up in your inbox. <laughs> right? You know? And yeah. that's one of the things that I and wanted to talk about. Go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. I jumped on you there. And um, thank you. Thank you for that. Because it's... Anyway, so... So automate I, the important. Talk I, more yeah, about that. Please. I do think we should automate the important. Anything in our lives that is important, that is valuable, 
if because of the things that we talked about last week, right? We know, remember, you'll forget. We, we know that that we're likely to struggle in those areas. And so anything that can be automated should be automated. It's, it's just a fundamental law of the way that I, the way that I believe in doing life. And so for following up after meeting people, you know, you can certainly do email follow-up and, and I'd like to talk about that today. A lot of people do text messaging and other kinds of messaging. Maybe it's WhatsApp or, you know, Facebook mm-hmm. messenger, or the platform of the day, whatever that is. Phone calls, are also great, although <laughs> it is weird when your phone rings randomly from a number that you don't have in your contacts yet. And do you ever phones. answer it? Of course not. I don't. But um, but you know when you're talking business to business, of course you know people expect to get phone calls, um, even if it's not to their cell phone number, right, to a business line of some sort. But another thing that I think is lost on people and is a is a is a lost art is offline follow up. And it, I'm thinking about my friend Bill who printed the cards, right? Having a physical piece of something that you send people that they touch is kind of a really it's it's a differentiator and so that's something to consider and you can automate that too or at least you can automate the reminder to do it right yeah so offline and and even just postal mail or shipping them a something or whatever is is really fantastic so when we're talking about sales and revenue if you don't yet have this in your world to work with my fundamental recommendation here is use a CRM. What's CRM stand for? CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management. Thank um, you. It's software. And, you know, there are lots of there are lots of tools. A CRM doesn't have to be super fancy. It can be something basic. It could be as simple if you use Google, for example, for your email. You can use Gmail, Google Tasks, Google Calendar, and and the contacts feature in Google to yeah. build a rudimentary CRM, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be super fancy, but it can be a spreadsheet. It could be a Google sheet for for yeah. personal ones. It can be, and it doesn't have to be Google. It can be whatever sure. spreadsheet you use. It can be a spreadsheet and then automate the reminders to look at the spreadsheet to, to take the actions. Yeah. I tend to like spreadsheets that are cloud based. So like Google yes. or, or, or office 365 well, yeah, spreadsheet smart sheet is the one that I use. Airtable. Yeah. Wow. Is an amazing tool. Oh, I haven't seen Airtable. Yeah. It's, mean. it's actually a relational database disguised as a spreadsheet and it, it is super fantastic. But, um, but I know before we get lost in the weeds on tools, right? You, there are, there are like three basic things that you need. You need a database of contact information, right? You need to be, be able to look someone up, store their name and number, email address, whatever. And database sounds really complicated. It, that a database could be a list. A list, all right. Could be your yeah. could yeah, be your contacts list. in your in your email in your phone in your phone, right? Yeah. Whatever. Um, but okay. it just needs to be able a place where you store that stuff. But but more than just a place where you store contact information, what I consider to be a fundamental requirement is that you need a record of interactions. So you need to be, uh, you need to have a way to associate events that occur, whether it's a meeting, a phone call, an email message with that contact. Of course, our phones do this, but we use our phones for so many things that I, I tend to like to separate out sales and revenue related stuff from my, from my other things so that 
if I know that that I need to go find where I've interacted with a person, when did I meet them? Did we did we have a meeting or a call? You know, what emails have exchanged? I need to be able to go find that in one place. And so that's one of the things that I require for for me. If you're going to use a CRM, you, you've got to have some way to track those those items in there. And then the okay, third makes thing, sense. Yep, makes the, sense. And yeah. please stop me if you. <laughs> As I'm just trucking ahead. Um, and that, no, David, see, that's something that I hadn't thought about before, because for me to use the CRMs that I've tried, I don't, I think, oh, I'll remember that or it's not important. And so I neglect that piece of it. And then it just falls by the, the wayside. And that's what makes it the relationship manager and not just a contact manager. Because yes. by the relationship management, what we mean is you should be able to have like a, a, a way to rebuild the picture the history of, of your interactions. And sometimes you don't even need to read them all, right? You just need to be able to look at it and go, okay, that reminds you just, just that list of, you know, there was a meeting and I met him at that mixer and then we did a call on such and such a date. And then we've had these emails exchanged or whatever, you know, that, 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 that track record, um, is super valuable. But the third thing that I absolutely requires some kind of automation capability and again, that doesn't have to be super fancy. It could be as simple as the system has the ability to receive emails. Meaning, like I used a CRM years ago that um, I set a rule in Gmail that it always blind copied this address that went to the CRM. And if it was a business contact that I was tracking, it stored the email with their data in the in the CRM automatically. Ooh. And so then I didn't have to remember to, you know, use that system even to send the emails. It just logged them in there. And um, um, the, the more sophisticated ones, you actually do use them to send the email. And that way, when the person replies, their reply also gets logged into the system. But, but for, the, for the starters, we want to at least be able to log our outbound emails to them uh, and messages to them there. So... Um, and then I do also like to have the ability for something that's a CRM, even if it's super basic, even if it has the ability to send emails to other systems. And the reason that I say that is that that can be in and of itself an automation capability um, because a good CRM, for example, let's use a super simple example. Let's say, Dana, you're the kind of person that likes to make a phone call after the conference or the mixer when you have met mm -hmm. someone rather than just yep. sending the blanket email, right? You want to make the right. phone call. Well, I believe in always winning at phone tag. People don't answer the phone. How many times out of 100 are you going to leave a voicemail rather than have a conversation when you make that phone call? Right? 99? 90? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Lots of them. So if you're using a CRM and you have a simple way that you can either check a box, you can you know uh, tag them, you can whatever, m m log the fact that you placed a phone call and left a voicemail to that person, your CRM should automatically have an email ready to go, whether it sends it automatically for you because you've templated or whether it puts it in your, in your composed e emails ready for you to tailor it and then hit send. Both are possible. But then it says, hey, I just left you a voicemail, Right. Looking forward to our next time to speak, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, here's all my contact information. That's how you win at phone tag, right? If you just leave the voicemail, people listen and forget. But if you also send the follow-up email, it You're looks... good, David Johnson. You're good. Can you automate that? See? That's the yeah. beauty. 
That's the beauty of that. So there are lots of ways to do it. And again, I, we could get lost in the techie weeds, but more sophisticated automation capabilities might be that you have a recipe. So I know uh, like this is w- the way that mine is set up. If I come back with a stack of business cards, they all go into my CRM with a certain tag. And that way I know when I met them, which event and so on. But my email to them is me offering them something of value related to the topic of uh, so I might write one email for everybody that I met yes. at that event, but it, it but I'm delivering something of value, right? It's also possible to to customize those a little more more detail. But even if you do that, but then the recipe continues with a follow up email three or day, three days later, a week after that, or something else. And each one of those is designed to add value. But you also, with a more sophisticated follow-up system, you can trigger other events and other systems. It could be a text message. It could be a calendar item for you to remember or a reminder for you to call them again, et cetera, right? So recipes and so forth are, are a, a big part of how yeah. I like to use automation. And again, you plan it out once and reuse it over and over, um, but always with the mind to add value. So David, how do you do this or what systems do you use how would you because i'm listening to you talk and i said this sounds totally awesome and cool and oh my gosh i don't even know where i would start yeah you know so a lot of the things that i'm describing you can do like i said with just google basic google stuff right um it, it takes a little effort at first to do it but if you are looking for, there are a number of inexpensive CRMs. We mentioned Airtable earlier. Airtable is actually a very sophisticated, you know, highly capable tool that goes way beyond what a CRM, but you can, there's a template with Airtable where you can just set up a CRM in a matter of a couple of minutes. And it does all of the things that we talked about, except that you need to connect it up to your email so that it sends. Um, but another of my favorite tools is Zapier. I know we've talked about Zapier. I know I think we've we- talked about Zapier and I still... I, I want to use it and I don't know where to, what to do. I need a technical a marketing well, guru. Maybe, David. I mean, maybe if enough listeners were interested, we could do a webinar or uh, <gasps> something to teach people the basics. I don't know. Maybe if that's you and you're listening and you're thinking like, Dana, you'd like some help with that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to like putting together a webinar if that would help. Just send us an email. Hello at kicksomeadhd.com. Let us know you're interested, you know? Um, but yeah, Zapier is another tool. There are also some super inexpensive CRMs uh, that you can use. Mailchimp has recently converted itself into a much more uh, oh, has featured it? CRM. I used to use Mailchimp, and I loved it until my email list got bigger and more robust. Yeah. And then I switched, but it now it can be a CRM because it, yeah, it's more fully featured now than ever. Um, and the, another simple one is is one called PipeDrive that I really like. A lot of people enjoy that, especially if you're not as technical. You might enjoy PipeDrive. It does a lot of the recipe based stuff that we're talking about right now. So there's lots of ways to do it. But again, part the biggest part of this is not even having these tools. It's thinking about what kind of experience you want to create for those people. And Dana, as you pointed out find ways to add value at, in those interactions and not just be that person who's out to get yeah, something. Build, building the relationship exactly. because that's really what networking is about. It's it's building the relationship which allows you to give people other opportunities for you to learn about offer, opportunities for you to event, to make money eventually because people want to work with people they know. Yeah, they work with people they know, like, and trust. So one last thing I want to add, and this is just a super simple tip, and you, you may have already you know adopted this, but when you're writing emails like this, especially into a system or even messages, 
especially into a system where it's going to be automated. Write them like you're writing to one person. Think yes. think about it in that way and make it super, use the word you a lot and, and invite them to please reply, you know, uh, or, or ask them a question so that the, the, the need for a reply is sort of implied in the thing. And then, and then, then now they're in your inbox and you can reply to them like you would any other email that came in mm-hmm. or message. So it, it is really about thinking about the experience, not just from the, what is the recipe for follow-up look like and automating as many of those steps as you can, but also thinking about the content itself and what it, what it feels like to read and receive and experience it. Right. If you add value yeah. and make it very personal sounding, it will go yeah. a lot further. Yeah. Yeah. And even though it's automated, it doesn't mean that you're not caring about the people and that you're not building the relationships. It just makes it so with ADHD, you are able to follow through because the follow through is where we we fall apart. Yep, it's true. Yeah. Good stuff, David. I wrote all kinds of things in my everything book. I saw that. I saw that. Well, that's exciting. And I know we're out of time for today, but if you are listening and you have questions or ideas or thoughts or whatever, or if you would like to, you know, have some, you know, rudimentary training on something, we'll, we'll just gather up all the responses we get and we'll, you know, make a plan from there. So, you know, hit us up. Hello at kicksomeadhd.com. This is episode 107, like we said earlier, so you can find it online at kicksomeadhd.com slash 107. Um, And also, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Kicksomeadhd. Great, David. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. And have a great week, everybody. Go out and kick yourself some ADHD. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD, or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.